of like, is that something that we should be happy about? Like, yeah. Oh no, especially that high school one. I really couldn't stand that one. I was like, what is going on here? Wait, where did it say? Oh, black women with college degrees are more likely to marry than white female high school dropouts. I know. I was like, you You damn skippy. We better. You could have kept that. Welcome to Gentrification, a podcast chronicling the process whereby the character of two urban black girls turned women are changed by adulthood and societal norms moving in. We sip cocktails while we improve our knowledge and attract new views, typically displacing current narratives, morals, and values. I am Gloria Dean and my co-host is Sunny Carter. Let's get gentrified. On the rocks today, we have the Arnold Face Palmer cocktail. To create this fine cocktail, you will need a cocktail shaker, unsweetened iced tea, lemonade, extra dry gin, and a fresh lemon. In your cocktail shaker, you want to combine two and a half ounces of lemonade with three ounces of your extra dry gin. From here, you're going to put on the lid and give it about five to ten shakes. And we're doing this dry with no ice. Once we're done shaking it, we'll pour that mixture into the bottom of our Collins glass. Fill that Collins glass with ice and top off our drink with our two and a half ounces of unsweetened iced tea. Garnish it with a lemon wheel. If you do this cocktail as I told you to do it, then you should get a really nice gradient where it's kind of that darker brown at the top because of the iced tea slowly fading into a nice golden yellow with the lemonade and gin at the bottom. I do advise stirring it up before you take a sip of it. Otherwise, you'll get a nice, hefty, hefty sip of gin and lemonade, which is good, but can be kind of strong. Today's episode is going to explore the top four myths about Black marriage, an article written by Nadra Kareem Niddle, and it was last updated February of 2021. Bear with us because we did record this during the thunderstorm so our audio can get a little computer sounding and at one point I'm pretty sure I sound like a little chipmunk or something but it's our first episode that we're doing on the topic of marriage. It'll be one of many episodes. We decided to start off with this article because it has a lot of great statistics and stats that you don't hear in the normal mainstream media about black marriage. And it covers a lot about Black women in marriage specifically. And these are a lot of myths that we did actually hear growing up ourselves. And we always wondered if they were true and kind of lived under the guise of them being true and in fear. (laughs) So without further ado, here's Sunny and I discussing the top four myths about Black marriage. So the top four myths about Black marriage. The first one was Black women don't marry. And that's where we got that 75% of Black women married before they turned 35 statistic, which I think gave both of us hope and made both of us feel a lot better about life. Okay, well, that was, we also need to just just point out that that was like from 2005 to, to, to 2009, and we're in 2021 now, so we do need to get some fresher stats on that. <laughs> 
Where would you get those? Fresh? I mean, because when I look at what is it? Uh, what's the name of it that you go to for all the sets? I go to them all the time, and it's, I'm blanking. Pew. Pew. That's who it is. Pew Research. Mm-hmm. So when I looked at theirs, I wrote it down somewhere because it was kind of not as impressive as what these guys were saying. Let's see. It was like. Oh, well, this is like the overall. See, Pew doesn't do it the way they did it. So overall in 2019, the African-American marriage rate was 30%. But that's like, that's like going through with that Yale thing. Like they said, when they do those variable, the variables used for measuring the marriage rates includes like, I'd say 18 to 24 year olds, which is kind of like not when people really are trying to get married out here. Yeah. That's true. So yeah, 18 to 24 year olds man included can like skew the data to the left like far. Wow. Hmm. That is true. I agree. But still, before 35, like you said, that is helpful. We'll lean in. We'll take that. Um, in smaller towns. Is St. Louis considered a small town? Oh, uh, yeah. It, the St. Louis city is 13 square miles. Oh. Hmm. Small town is an understatement. It, it's it's tiny. We still yeah. refuse to take the small town title. We refuse to be a small town. We're a fucking city. Tiny one. <laughs> Super little. Yeah, that is. Um, but it says you have higher rates um, of marriage in small towns than white women in the urban cities such as New York or LA so that gives us another boost right I mean yes and no why do they only compare well I don't even understand why they compare us to white women at all because mm. white women have it different than we have it yeah and I, I feel like marriage is kind of all they have to focus on for real. Like they can focus on their career if they want to, but really marriage is like their it shit. Cause I feel like white women go into marriage being like, I'm going to go into marriage and then I'm going to be a wife. And I feel like black women, like I'm going to marriage and we're going to hustle and build together. Mm-hmm. Like we still plan on working. Black women have always worked. I've always found the comparison of black women and white women to be hilarious because I'm like, black women never stop working. Like, like slavery was happening and then after slavery um there was what sharecropping and after sharecropping there's just been this whole thing where like black women came to white women's houses and they used to be a stay-at-home mom but they had a black nanny who cleaned cooked and took care of the kids mm-hmm. made no sense to me it's like what the fuck do y'all do why are we being compared to them when they work com- they work way less than us yep they don't do as much. I mean, and I got some white... I love white people. They're cool. I don't <laughs> feel like they're the worst people in the world, even though they low-key are. Um, <laughs> I mean, when you think about who's done the worst in, on a global scale, white people have been... 
at least Genghis Khan kept it within the borders. White people have went all across the world and wreaked havoc and just whatever. But, I mean, I feel like comparing us to them, like, there's a few times that she did it in the article where she was like, but if you compare this to white women who blah, 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 then it's higher for black women. And I'm just kind of like, is that something that we should be happy about? Like, yeah. Oh, no, especially that high school one. I really couldn't stand that one. I was like, what is going on here? Wait, where did it say? Oh, black women with college degrees are more likely to marry than white female high school dropouts. I know. I was like, you You damn skippy. We better. You could have kept that. You definitely That's could have. A statistic we all know very well. <laughs> I mean, who wants... Look, again, no offense to high school dropouts, but... Not at all. In 2021? That's crazy. Honestly, even in 2008, 2009, like, where the studies that she was, like, pulling this data from came from, like... That's... 2008 is when my sister graduated. I feel like it's kind of impossible. It's not impossible because I know a few people who are high school dropouts and it utterly shocks me because I'm like, how do you do it? Yeah, especially with no child left behind. Right, like how do you drop out of high school now? Yeah. Do you you have to be trying to like not get your education if you drop out of high school like that? And, And honestly, like, so it takes for me to go to college in order to have a higher chance of being married than a white woman who dropped out of high school. Fuck that. Yeah. Miss me with that one. I know. That, that's why I said I definitely was not loving that. And, and that's why I said it was a good article, but it was just a little shade. Just a little bit. Yeah, that one was under the educated black women have it harder. So that's the second myth about black marriage that she was mentioning. And to be honest, that statistic makes it seem like we do have it harder. We We have to get all this education in order to secure a marriage and white females don't have to. All they got to do is graduate high school and they get probably more than what we get for graduating college. Yep. It's shameful. Trust me. It's not really shameful. It's just privilege in action. (laughs) It is because the whole thing about black women being educated and making it having education, making it more difficult for you to get married. That whole myth in general is privileged because white women get more educated than white men and black men. And they still get finding a soulmate or temporary mate to have kids with and raise them and then divorce. So do you think that the education part makes it harder because their focus is just more so on building a career and establishing themselves than having a relationship? No, see, I think that's the part that that's how we were raised to think. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I definitely know a lot of people who would tell me like, you're never going to find you a man, like that type of stuff. Like, I've heard things along those lines since I was younger about like if I'm too focused on my studies, I'm never gonna have time for a guy and then the guy's gonna be But I always just would clap back and be like, I don't know if I really want to marry a man who's intimidated by my intelligence regardless. He gonna have a hard time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, 
a couple years ago in my spare time, I wanted to learn how to build a house from bamboo from scratch. And I researched how to do that and learned how to do that shit. Like, <laughs> I can't be with a man who's afraid of me being educated. Like, I got so many things on my bucket list. I want to be a welder one day. I can't be with a man who's upset that I haven't learned how to weld. Like, what? <laughs> we do have a lot of things we want to do. So if they're not willing to adapt, that's just a red flag. Yeah, and I think that, like, also, I met, well, I met Fuckboy in college. <laughs> that's his That's his code name, Fuckboy. <laughs> At first, I was like, is that rude? And he was just like, I don't care, as long as you don't use my real name. And I was like, all right, fine, and I'm just going to call you Fuckboy. So there's that. But I met him in college, and I feel like that's where you meet people. Because, like, after college, I don't feel like I've made that many new friends post-college no I can say at um little part-time stuff I will am more likely to befriend people um but like you said college is when I was really <laughs> building what I have now <laughs> hmm And it's not like I really am, you know, in contact with any of those people anymore. But still, that exact that was where I thought I was gonna find that that person for a long time. I mean, yeah. So I feel like college is a smorgasbord where you find other educated black people, and it's just easier to fall in love and get married when you have. A whole like people just like you and that's one thing I can say I did appreciate being in a space like that setting where they understood the hustle as much as I did and like um and they like you know was on their grind in a lot of different ways I think once we got back into you know normal society I personally felt like it was just a little bit harder to find them. Like, you know, maybe I'm not hanging out in the right places or something, but yeah. No, it is no right places because, I mean, I've I've done the dating app thing, like, when I've taken breaks from situation, like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go on Hinge and find me somebody out in the world. And even when I find other, like, other Black men who are also educated, like are kind of similar to what I have now it's always just kind of like but it's still different because we have work now we have like responsibilities now we have this like level of stress that like you just don't have when you're in college like in college me and fuckboy got to spend time together like at least four or five times a week because we just were in school and not like you know studying we're studying together or we'd be like going to eat together or something like that versus like in the real world where it's like you have to be like okay well I have literally a nine to five job yeah then if you want to add in like oh let me go exercise let me cook let me clean up my place (laughs) let me check on my cat check on my dog whatever like I think adding in all the things the stressors of adulthood makes it so much more difficult to like start dating just as an adult 
That is true. And I, I can say that I don't really think I'm a, a fan of the dating apps. Like, I don't know if it's just hard to pick up a real connection or what. But anytime I've done it, the conversation will start. But I don't really think it ever, like, turns into something that I really can see real next steps with. I think you got to put in a lot of effort in online dating because it can get dry real fast. Yes. Yes. Like, I still have plenty of people who, like, hit me up and, like, I left them on red or some people who left me on red and I was like, well, we were having a nice conversation and it seemed like it was going to be going well, but then, like, it never materialized to anything. It's like men don't know how to ask you out on a date or some shit. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, what is it that really, I mean, I do understand that it's chemistry, but there are some people that you guys, you can just go down this road of just random conversation for hours and hours, and then for others, it's just like so forced. Like, is it that you don't have enough in common, or you're not trying hard enough? Like, what is it? I don't know. I think it's a level of awkwardness. Or maybe just like the whole fact that like you don't know that person. Yeah. Like again, in college, you like at least can have like a few mutual friends who can vouch for the other person. Yeah. Like all my friends vouched that I was crazy, even though there was nothing I ever hid. But they vouched for me. And they was like, she's crazy, but she's a cool person. Like, you know. But, you know, and that definitely took the edge off because otherwise it would just been me going up to him and being like, Hey, what's up? And then I would just look like another groupie for, you know, his fraternity. And that wouldn't have turned out well. Yeah. I am. Um, um, yeah. Like I said, in, in college, you can definitely meet some people like, it was more, it's so much easier just to come up to somebody and say, hey, you want to study together? Especially if you guys are in the same class or something like that. It's like, you know, easier entry points to actually get to know somebody now. It's like, maybe, I feel like friends don't hook up people anymore. And if they do, they are not good at it. I've had <laughs> a few opportunities where like a friend has like referred somebody and one actually started out pretty decent in the beginning and then I don't know what happened he just like had a change of heart so that was definitely weird but um after that I was like okay no more on the dating apps and no more um (laughs) trying to get referrals from friends either my sister is a good ass cupid She's hooked up two two of her friends with people, and they're like the perfect matches for each other. Like one of them, like one of the couples is like so gross. We were literally just talking about them today, and I was like, their PDA makes me sick. But they're like the same person. Yeah. Like she found like she managed to like have her husband managed to have friends who was like so comparable to the friends that she had, and she was like, we have to at least try to hook these people up, and they've been going strong. She hooked them both up around the same time and they're still together now. One of them even talking about marriage and kids and shit. And I was like, damn. Meanwhile, I'm like, 
I'm like mm-hmm. eight years in and it's still a struggle. That's still legit though. Shout out to your sister. She got it right for somebody. She didn't. And she oh we we don't need to shout her out. She takes her she shouts herself out. <laughs> Honey, she makes sure she gets her credit for what she does. Mm. I don't know if that's a teacher in her or what, but she gets the credit for what she does. She does not fuck around. That's funny. That's very funny. All right. So what's next on this list? That was educated women have it harder. Rich black men marry out. I would just like to say Gucci Mane didn't. Hey. Right. Right. And I, um, I'm glad to see that this myth is on the list because I'll have to say lately, um, I had a friend that attended a PWI and it seems like him and all of his classmates are all marrying from the other side. And I was really to get a little, yeah, discouraged. Like they all graduate college like around the same time we did and I mean, I know the school had a lot of them there, but I mean, if it's a, a football team with 80% black men and 60% of them, I was like, wow. So, but recently, one of his friends, one of his friends just married a black woman. So, shout out to Jerry. You know what? That doesn't shock me, though. Like, I had some <laughs> friends, some friends who in college, they were. It was like a group of girls. They were like all mainly white. Some of them were mixed with different things. I never actually understood what it meant to be a fur trapper until I met them. They would be at the baseball practices, football practices. They mm-hmm. found them an athlete. Yep. And they loved a black dude because, you know, BBC. <sighs> so real. Oh gosh, it sucks. <laughs> but they actually were out here hunting. And I was like, like one girl was like, she went to a spring training for a baseball team, and like literally her whole speech about dating was always about like, I mean, she literally was like, I talked to my mom about this guy who I'm dating now, and my mom was like, you just always wanted to date a ball player, and I was like, yes, I want to date a baller. Like I have to date somebody who plays a sport. And I was just kind of like, yo, They're am I dedicated. sitting in a room with some gold diggers? Like, is that what this is? They're dedicated. I'll tell you that. Like, that, they are, they will go far. <laughs> like, who, like, she was talking about going to spring training like it was spring break and fucking on, like, Turtle Beach or something. Like, mm-hmm. she it was just like, time. yeah, I'm going down <laughs> there. And we were like, well, like, who are you dating? And she's like, well, I'm talking to one guy who plays for this one team, but I'm technically not dating anybody. I'm just going to go down there and see, like, what happens. I was like, look, I wanted to hold around. Florida, that's really one of the places, like, you run into so many, like, basketball players or international players for this and that. It's just like, be careful. Because they are on the prowl just as much as the women are, for real. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do with a basketball player, with an athlete. I wouldn't. I would not know what to do with a pro athlete. <laughs> I think, um, depending on the circumstances of us getting to know each other, 
um, that would determine how comfortable I am about the relationship. Because, you know, I tend to approach those situations with a grain of salt <laughs> until I have something to believe. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I would have a hard time trusting. Yeah. Just because he's in a surreal situation and him, you know, with being an athlete in it in itself, it's like surreal. Yeah. And I feel that way about fuckboy. He's just Greek. He's just a black <laughs> Greek. But like sometimes when it's like, I don't know, like groups of men all interested in the same thing who all have a commonality just makes me feel like, man, it's hard to bre- breach that group. Like, gosh, like when we yeah. just went to that wedding, it was like all the women who were married to his frat brothers. I'm like, it's like a, a club or something. Yeah. And I was like, and I desperately want to be in it. Put a ring on my finger right now. I want to be a part of the like wives club. Like <laughs> it just looks so cool. And it was just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. It just made it seem like, are we, I just like started to have not doubts, but I started to feel a little self-conscious. Like, is like, is this serious with me and him? Like, are we going to get married? Like, am I good enough to be a part of this, like, Omega Wives Club? Like, ooh. <laughs> like, will that work out for me or no? Nah? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, it does give you a feeling of elevation to be married. Um, it's supposed to give you some peace of mind. So, <laughs> you know, you don't feel like you're in the same world or playing field as everybody else um but it yeah it's definitely a, a elevated status to it in one way or another so yeah but I've been recently seeing like pictures of like basketball players like LeBron and Savannah obviously and then Steph and Aisha Curry like, I've been seeing basketball players, like, who are married to black women or women of color, and they've been, like, highlighting that on social media now. So, I feel yeah. like that's really dope. Because they always make it seem like it's only, like, the Khloe Kardashian, Tristan Thompson type deals out here. Oh, or, like, God Vanessa man. and Kobe. <laughs> like, what you know, I it's mean? always, like... It just seems like, again, like that waiting to excel complex. Like, oh, now he's successful and rich. He's not going to want to date a black woman. He wants a white woman on his arms. And that's just like literally how they've always painted it. But more people, more rich men, like in the article it was saying about the guys who made 100K annually, more of them had black wives. 83% of them were married to black women. And that was like a big deal to me because I was like, that puts my mind at ease a little bit. Yes. That there is options as you continue to elevate up. Like, that's a big deal. (laughs) And it's like nothing wrong with dating somebody who makes less than $100,000. But I just feel like they just paint this picture of like, well, if you don't date an athlete or like somebody who's in the Hollywood industry or music industry, then you're going to end up just having to try to find like a neighborhood doughboy or something to make, to make ends meet or like, you know, or your husband's going to make less money than you and not be able to take care of your family. And I'm like, yo, that's just disappointing. And <laughs> it kind of makes you feel like what's the point of getting married then? It is. And that's why I was just thinking about the question that you asked earlier about, uh, 
would I be comfortable making more money than them? And I think it partly comes down to just the overall happiness of the relationship. Like, if you guys haven't put that standard in place that in order for y'all to be happy, he has to be the primary breadwinner, then I think it's definitely a way to make it work, um, you know, with it being you having the, having more, so. That is a perfect crescendo. Yes, I wanted to use that word. <laughs> And to the last myth, which is black men don't earn as much as black women. Well, we are out here just on our grind. We got to take a minute to acknowledge that for real. Like black women, like, you know, highest growing number of entrepreneurs, um, you know, very high success with post um, high school and graduate degrees so we are all like you know out here really trying to make something happen and I applaud that for all the black women um but I will also say that I'm glad to see that this is a myth um I I think that that there are black men out there maybe they're dedicated to their success so they might not be looking as much uh but yeah, it, it that's that's a good one. I'm glad to see that on the myth list. Let's just start there. <laughs> well, I was I like the part where they said like you know black men are more likely than black women to bring home at least seventy five k annually, and then double the number of black men than women make at least two hundred fifty thousand annually. So I'm just like you know. Like, there's eligible, financially stable Black men out here for us to find or to have in our dating pools. It's not something that's impossible. But also, I like it because the whole idea of, like, I mean, again, like, Black women have always worked. Like, mm-hmm. I love how, like, with all these, like, when I was doing, like, women and gender studies in school, it's like a huge thing about feminism, like a huge part about the feminist movement was like, we can do it too. We can work. We can do this. We can do that. And I'm just like, okay, but like black women never had to do that because we've always worked. Mm-hmm. Like my mom, my grandma, my aunts, like they've all always worked. They've always had jobs unless they get sick and can't do it. Like they work. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's kind of like, um, a similar setup in, in you know my family is where we definitely are more matriarchal we lean more to the mother's side and we um, you know just have closer interactions with the mother's side and uh, the women um, in a lot of cases are primary breadwinner or the financial decision maker for the household so, yeah. yeah and I feel like it's easy for like white men to earn more than white women when white women don't work yeah like if you have no income coming in of course you're going to have more people who make more money more men who make more money because it's not okay for a man to not work for real but like women it's okay for us to not work but for men it's like you know they always work so I found that one to be one of the myths that like I like thought about it and I was like you know what? Like now that I think about it, 
it's not that mind-boggling that this is a myth to me because mm. a like we don't come from generational wealth and b we all work which yeah. is kind of sad honestly that like we all work but like there's still no generational wealth in our like not a lot of generational wealth but you got generational wealth your family did it, did it right it's growing especially but, growing but it's we also can't forget to mention the gender income gap you know as a as another reason that this is a myth um overall that black men um don't earn as much as black women right <laughs> like haven't men always earned more than women like this was not a shocker to me because i'm like men always earn more than women yep yep and then of course when you look at um who's getting paid in um what perspective it's white white men at the top then it's white women right then it's asian men and then it's a uh, uh black men so you know black men are much higher on the totem pole when it's uh, when you look at the wage difference between the two and, i mean black men had the right to vote before white women yeah men look out for themselves first and they understand like other men should also have the ability to have like a what's the word I'm looking for to be more dominant than women of their same race but just like not as dominant as they are so like I feel like white men are happy that black men make more than black women because that's just a man on top as long as a black man doesn't make more than a white man yeah, and I think they're fine with black men making more than white women even again as long as they don't make more than the white man like and that's really I mean it's fucked up like why do y'all dislike women <laughs> why do y'all dislike women what do we ever do to you little old us um, but yeah I was happy to hear that, that was a myth um, hopefully that can be a myth in my life as well. I hope all these myths that are being like pointed out in this article can remain a myth in my life and I don't have to be one. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to our first ever episode of Gentrification. We appreciate all the love and support. Rate us and leave a quick little review wherever you listen to your podcast and like us on Facebook at gentrification. That's G-I-N-T-R-I-F-I-C-A-T-I-O-N. That's on our Facebook page. Peace.